1: House lights down, welcome to the post-Sunday Blues where I am sitting here with um, the IT director (laughs) who still I don't really understand because he puts the microphones out every week and I sit down and then he tells me to adjust my microphone and I don't get it.
0: (laughs) Yep. Got nothing.
1: Okay, so yeah, I don't. Is marriage therapy about about things being askew? Like I feel like that's not quite like deep enough to to go into marriage therapy. But now, yeah, now as I watch my older parents argue about the same things that they argued about when I was in high school, yeah, I just think like this is not going to change.
0: <laughs> well, that's what we're talking about today. <laughs> change
1: oh yeah you're saying so you're saying that you changed by like totally starting over and (laughs) how is that a marriage parallel
0: (laughs) that's a different podcast
1: (laughs) okay where are we uh (laughs) um hey how's it going
0: going good we had a fun snowy weekend for the first time i love snow
1: snow does make me happy i always am complaining when it's like cold rain it just that cold rain makes me super grumpy but like beautiful snow yeah
0: i'm happy to report to the and wolves that my i feel like i take better care of my lower back than i did a few years ago so oh. snuffling shoveling of snow this past weekend first time ever went just fine i had retired <laughs> from that because it hurt my back too much but i'm back but you didn't have any teenage back.
1: boys around so
0: necessity is the mother of shoveling yeah good job Thank you.
1: <laughs> Any other snow comments? We didn't. Yeah, we've graduated. We don't have to like bundle our kids up and unbundle them and take them sledding. Yeah, our favorite tasks.
0: <laughs> uh. Yep. I it's did, nice to be in a different. Yeah, place. I
1: did get to the point where I was shoveling the sidewalks, but you were taking the kids sledding, and I think I had the better task. <laughs> yeah. And now it's now it's neither. Grumpy we're, old people. We're retired. It's great. We are retired, grumpy, old people, and um, we are jumping into, what, what was the sermon? What is the first topic here? Call it story Monday. Um, we're approaching a Colossians 2. Mm-hmm. Um, get us into this passage. What, what? What were you, what were you thinking about what's going on in your life as you approach this passage?
0: I've been excited about this particular sermon text for a long time, um, simply because Paul finally gets specific about what the Christians in the Colossian church are doing wrong, mm-hmm. and we get the specific don'ts and stops, which have been driving everything that Paul has been talking about in big picture ways so far. Now he's getting granular for the first time, so. I was excited to dive in. We'll talk in just a moment in Sun Studio's Presence of the Lord about how to interpret these don'ts, but then was excited to get specific. Plus it's a little bit of a preacher stick to try to leverage the fact that we're in a new year resolutions to think about how we can change. But then on the other hand, I think naturally after the holidays, that's the space that a lot of people are in from marketing or otherwise thinking about new year, new habits, how do we improve ourselves? And so there are some natural connection points there with where Paul is going in Colossians. And I think the basic gospel narrative as well.
1: Sure. Um, do you have any new year's resolutions?
0: I actually, I don't.
1: (laughs) (laughs) New habits you're trying to build up?
0: No. Well, (laughs) I mean, I, I started a couple of them last year, so, so continuing. Play guitar. Yeah, I, I played my, I've been holding off on playing blues sequences on guitar uh-huh. until this past week. Okay, So I started Added learning blues. some blues progressions and want to do some blues guitar soloing too. Okay. So that, that was my project, including Ambitions. last night, watching some YouTube videos about getting some basic blues licks. Yeah. This is,
1: midlife crisis is the picking up guitar, which is not really the worst. Uh, well, midlife crisis. Uh,
0: it, it it's been worse than that. More expensive and more destructive. <laughs> and you'll remember, as Helen Wolves will, that in our early dating life, I serenaded you with blues harmonica. Yes, yes, you what, did. That's what. To <laughs> fall madly in love with me. Full circle.
1: What do you think I was really thinking when I heard you play? The first time.
0: You were thinking about attraction. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you were thinking, how do these blues make me feel so good?
1: I was thinking, I won't say what I was thinking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. Yep.
1: Um Okay. Well, specifically to this topic, though, you feel like um, you were excited to be in the nitty gritty of practicalness practical yeah. specifics let's uh jump into the um presence of the lord and and mm-hmm. talk us through this passage
0: colossians two sixteen to 19 paul gives the don'ts don't pass judgment on one another with questions of food or drink festival new moon sabbath don't judge let no one disqualify insisting on asceticism worship of angels details going on about visions puffed up by the sensuous mind so let's just not do those things and we have finally followed colossians but obviously at the same time it was i was excited to get here but then also in the back of my mind for people that are really closely following and may have been excited along with me to finally get to the practical heart of the colossian heresy or the colossian error to turn around and say wait a second is this it so we're not supposed to do new moon festivals so that we can check off the box from Colossians about we're finally obeying and getting at the heart of what Paul was getting upset about. So hard to interpret. But
1: so instead, so you jumped and you took that challenge and you created like these two broader categories of human Mm -hmm. responses or human behavior that, that kind of fit into um, maybe apply to categories that we are challenged with today?
0: Yeah, so tried to boil them down to the point of asceticism and indulgence, and then okay. moving forward from there. So the asceticism, very strict observance of what you do and don't do, doing less than you normally would, kind of an abstention idea, and that related to restricted food and drink stuff, New Moon, Sabbaths, in the Jewish world, you do less than you normally would on those days. Paul uses the word asceticism in verse 18. And then a little more tendentiously, the indulgence part. So if it's strict and buttoned down on one hand, I think it's still fair to say worship of angels going on in detail about visions puffed up sensuous minds. Mm-hmm. There's there's an indulgence aspect there sure. where being super disciplined on one hand going overboard on the other hand and I tried to use that sort of as the as the bridge to get to current contexts. Sure. And bottom line for Paul is that asceticism and indulgence those things are not Jesus. They're going to pull you away from the fullness that Jesus offers you and you need to come back to the one who is the substance behind all of these shadows that yeah. he talks about in verse 17. Yeah. How, how did it seem to you? Did it seem like a fair boiling down of the passage to go in those two directions?
1: Sure. Well, I've, I definitely heard you speak about these two categories in the past. Like even the illustration you used about how in English, I don't know, 1800s, yeah. the like the, the culture the wars flip. have flipped, um, in terms of what we are strict about and what, what we as a culture are strict about, what we as a culture are indulgent about. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely see merit, especially with the asceticism. You you did say it's a little bit more of a stretch, the worship of angels. I guess the term puffed up without reason by his sensuous mind is confusing. Like that is like a good yeah. framework. Mm-hmm to add along to that it yeah it's interesting to try to decide what is culture and what is n- just simply like good practice and then what is um, yeah uh, what's what is healthy I don't know They're yeah it's a hard it's hard to like analyze yourself and your own beliefs with these lenses but I do appreciate that call back to Christ
0: yeah one one quick note on sensuous mind. so the, the word there has the root sarx, sensuous, which Paul uses as flesh, but that's mm-hmm. a difficult word in the Pauline canon to translate. So it doesn't necessarily mean only like sexual or lascivious. Mm-hmm. Living according to the flesh in Paul is an overarching metaphor for not living according to the Spirit. So we live. So the works, I mentioned the fruit of the Spirit from Galatians 5 in the sermon. If you go to Galatians five, what's the opposite of fruit of the spirit? It's the works of the flesh. So just the moral order within us that's allied against Jesus. So sometimes sensuous mind can be over-interpreted uh-huh. in sex in se- sexual directions, but that's still a piece of it. So indulgence came also from that. And then worship of angels is too much where mm-hmm. we have this spirituality that we're just going crazy with. So yeah, that was the idea. And and then also before we get to the applying to our context a little bit more, um, there's also a question that I talked about a little bit, and <clears throat> this is one of these passages where it's not a lot of verses, but if I wanted, I could spend a ton of time in commentaries because this is one of the, Explaining the new moon. Yeah, most pages were perverse. So I, Joel Embiid scored seventy points last night. We're recording on Tuesday afternoon, January twenty third, and
1: I wouldn't know have known except that somebody spent twenty minutes talking to me about
0: it, listening to me about. (laughs) So Joel Embiid, as of today is leading the nba for all time at this point in the season for points per 36 minutes there are most pages per verse maybe in all of colossians with these verses trying to figure out what exactly is going on because it's not quite as
1: clear is that why because
0: it's not clear so if you compare the book of galatians where paul is talking about hey you're adding ceremonial law specifically circumcision to christ that's Explicit and on the surface enough that you don't have to do a ton of trying to figure out what was really going on in the Galatian church in a bigger picture way. And the answer is they were adding Jewish law back to Christ and Christ alone. Here it's it's more ambiguous. We have less of the iceberg above water in mm-hmm. terms of explicit mention in the text. And then also this question of on the spectrum of 100% Judaistic to 100% Greek, where is this? heresy. And probably the sweet spot for commentators is mostly Jewish with some Greek. Some of the commentaries I looked at really pressed it hard and said there's only Judaism, Second Temple, or first century AD Judaism stuff going on here. Uh, But then there are a few others that are leaning hard in the Greek direction. I think it's some combination. That really doesn't, at the end of the day, affect how I would boil these two categories down into mm-hmm. asceticism and indulgence, but sort of interesting to to think about. Mm-hmm. I, I hope I didn't do too much nor too little with trying to tackle some of those interpretive questions. And then sure. we have some stuff about Jesus to get to in just a second. But yeah, did did you feel shortchanged with uh
1: uh, not, in the, not definitely not crowds. in that granular sense of that what you were just explaining no not okay. at all but i do kind of wonder i guess my bigger <laughs> overarching question is that it seems like and the the application is here as well mm-hmm. um it seems like he's specifically addressing the church and the church's um specific rules that are leading to, or people in the church saying that these yep. rules or ascetic whatever um, belief structures are what are necessary and trying to redirect the church back and not the way that you were paralleling it is kind of like what our culture is telling yep. us or maybe us individually internally um, and less a less a look at like um, church teachings or church sure uh, rulings about
0: yeah yeah I, I think that's a fair observation the bridge or common denominator that I would yet establish there is that for the Christians in the Colossi, in the Colossian church what was going on? culturally around them was this Jewish stuff plus Greco-Roman stuff that was Uh, being absorbed uh from outside of the church and that gave me enough of a warrant I felt to look outside of the church in in a similar way to say okay this is in our church we Mm -hmm. are imbibing these things and it's coming from outside so I don't know is is there no I see
1: it there's like a blending like there's sometimes it's like an informal church culture question too like Mm -hmm. is the culture of a mom's group, like if you're raising children a certain way, like having specific, I I don't know, rules or foundational things when they are like, then they kind of bleed into we're doing it because of Jesus as Mm -hmm. opposed to.
0: You mean like if it's too legalistic or something? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. But I, as Paul addresses the Colossian church, he assumes a porous boundary between those inside of the church and what's going on in the culture around, and I think it's fair for us to do the same thing. A, a couple things about Jesus from this passage. Verse 17, these are a shadow of the things to come, but the substance belongs to Christ. That's, there are some deep structures of Pauline theology there, where Paul looks at whole Old Testament, Here is mentioned Sabbath, new moons, festivals, from Colossians to 16, but also in the book of Hebrews, which I quoted during the sermon, there's this very quite exquisitely balanced view of Old Testament, specifically Old Testament law, where revealed by God, super important for the time of redemptive history. But then also compared to Jesus, all that Old Testament law is sort of, is definitely Unnecessary and actually detracts from Jesus at the same time. So something greater has come. Jesus fulfills the patterns of what the Old Testament law was pointing to in so many different ways. Jesus has has fulfilled. So don't go back to shadows anymore. Uh, Paul seems to be saying there. And then one of the things that I've been tracking in Colossians so far that I've mentioned a couple of times to circle back to it here before we get to muddying the waters. Paul has talked about Jesus' as head more than once in Colossians so far, and that's a specific to Paul metaphor for, for Jesus. What what intrigues me about Jesus' as head, this is 19, is that sometimes head can be like a representative or federal head. So, Jesus, it, we've fallen in Adam, we're redeemed in Christ, Romans 5. That's speaking of Jesus as the second Adam, a representative head but here same image but is not representative but pretty clearly and squarely organic not holding fast to the head from whom the whole body nourished and knit together through its joints and ligaments grows with the growth that is from god so jesus is not only as our head our representative but also our nourishment and we go to jesus for both of those things which helen was if you want to connect back to last week jesus is our head representative relates to the justus justification. <laughs> and as the one that makes us sanctus, that's Jesus as our nourisher.
1: Okay. I <laughs> don't see the connection, but I'm not going to ask a question about it. I'm going to move on to okay. moneying the waters. Uh, <laughs> you're the host. So as you're constructing this, you're you're speaking specifically to the cultural context of today and mm-hmm. our tendencies towards asceticism and, uh, what's the other word you're using? Gluttony, not gluttony, indulgence. Indulgence. <laughs> yeah. So um, go ahead. What do you got to say to us?
0: Idle check. What are those <laughs> things in our lives where we keep thinking I'll have fullness and what was the phrase that I used on Sunday A newer, better, whole, or you or you better version of myself if I turn these dials up, more, 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 or if I turn those dials down, less, less, less. The more, more, more is the indulgence, the less, less, less is is the asceticism. Mm-hmm. And I used, yeah, gluttony and lust as as an example that I've mentioned before, like, like you said, um, where 200 years ago, Victorian England, gluttony good, lust bad. Today, lust good, gluttony bad. But those are just two examples of things that we think that we need to turn up or turn down so that we can be fully formed, fully formed people. Mm-hmm. And a couple of flaws there would be, would be these two. And as you know, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm trying to build into these sermons, questions of identity, personhood formation. Our identity, the Bible says is more than just what we do or don't do, what we turn mm-hmm. up or turn down and I think so much of identity construction right now is related to the dials that we're
1: going oh, more, you? more,
0: more, less, 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 sure. where there, there's a deeper identity and richer, fuller vision of personhood that comes to us from Jesus and in the scriptures. So whether you're turning this knob up or down, hopefully at Liberty College, we are seeing, as long as I'm on that playing field, and thinking about my identity in these terms—what I'm doing or not doing—that's going to be an insufficient and lacking identity at the end of the day, no matter what we specifically do or don't do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, wanted to mention that, but then more directly during the sermon, asking, "Is that really going to bring us change? What we're turning up or turning down?" Right. And and I think from the at least from the perspective of the scriptures which are authoritative and I think it would square with our lived experience. How many times do new year's resolutions of doing more or doing less fully changes as a person? The answer is not very often. Sure.
1: With the caveat that like there are still including scriptural calls to change these things in terms of like taking up practices or putting down yeah. practices. So, there, there, I understand your, and the passages speaking about the limitations of that when mm-hmm. it becomes, when it becomes legalism or it becomes yeah. law, even in your mind. But, um, but the, like, there's just a very real, the reality of, like, um, scripture is still calling us to i don't know uh what i can't think of the like which is what is one of the things that we're called to that would i like i this is not like i can't find the scriptural basis for this right now in my head but like healthy living or uh, exercising or um in terms of like when I think about asc- the ascetic practices, I would think mm-hmm. more like scripture reading every day, or yeah. um, dressing modestly, or I don't, sure. I don't know any of the like rules that are tri- traditionally mm-hmm. associated with um, Christian values or whatever. I don't, I yeah, my, my terminology's off, so I don't know. I yeah, that's the biggest question mark I kind of have when you're. Um, when you're posing these two categories. I understand it at that internal level, but Mm -hmm. like...
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think it's a both and where Paul in this passage is giving do's and don'ts, and hopefully people were able to frame in their own minds some helpful do's and don'ts for their own sets of behaviors that they should modify for the sake of being more squarely founded in Jesus. So, as far as behaviors to modify, I think there's... Commonality between what Paul would say and what the Colossians were doing, but then at the same time, as far as a system of attaining fullness, the fruit of the Spirit, and in our context and terminology, identity formation, Paul says that's a, that's a bad system. So there's a behavioral aspect, but then a systemic aspect. But sure. Colossians, who I think is operating on both of those levels, and hopefully in the sermon I was as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else you want to say in this section? I
0: the, I was, I may have said this anyway without having felt that, if, if this wasn't mentioned in the text, I could have said it anyway, but it's still interesting to me that the connection is made by Paul twice, at the beginning of verse 16 and at the beginning of verse 18, let no one pass judgment on you, and then also let no one disqualify you. Thinking about, it seems that in the Colossian church, it wasn't only that they were engaging in this asceticism and indulgence, which would have been enough for Paul to stay "Stop doing these things. But there's another layer on top of it where they're being super judgy towards one another Mm -hmm, about mm -hmm. who's doing what and how. It's another bridge or connection to our contemporary moment where there is a lot of emphasis on what we should do or not do, what we should think or not think. And one of the byproducts of that, inexorably, is that we judge each other a ton. Sure. And we're we're called not to. And it's Jesus, I mentioned during the sermon, what unites us is not more law, but more Lord. Jesus is the one that helps us to put down our tools of judgment against one another and and find a greater head with greater nourishment so if it's just a ton of do's and don'ts we are going to continue to become more tribal and more fractured sure
1: um and and i guess i should also say or like pointing out the that central um thematic narrative story that you were telling about what the difference is is the Mm -hmm. totally rebuild of of oh, yeah. our identity. Um, right. I guess we can move Inside it out into, versus outside right, in. into bar band cover tunes, but really it's, it's the central point you're trying to make when it, when it relates to these things that I was just talking about, like the rules or whatever, yeah. like the applications, the life applications. It is, or uh, finding, finding, I'm um, sorry, my words today. The idea that sometimes our whole identity has to be torn down and our new identity in Christ established before any of these changes can really be integrated fully.
0: Yeah, that's a great way exactly. of putting it, to connect it with the systemic level. so sure. At the beginning of the sermon, I was talking about how the old farmhouse mm-hmm. at my parents' place couldn't be repaired bit by bit, window dressing, but it needed to be torn down and, and rebuilt. That's where Paul says you need to begin. Mm-hmm. And... The way that the Colossians were going about it was not from that inside out. You have the fullness of Christ in your life, and then you live out of that, which includes do's and don'ts, the behavioral level. Uh, they're going the outside in. When hey, let's st- let's add and subtract these practices so that we can get to a complete identity that way, and that's just a flawed identity construction. Plus, it won't work. Plus, it's not Jesus. Sure.
1: Um, Thanks Barbrain, for thinking of that. Barbara and Cover Tunes that's bar band cover tunes reference. Number one was the barn, (sighs) right? which people often called the farm because they don't understand why we would say the barn, but it is literally a barn that was rebuilt for um, human human habitation, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it was the farmhouse. That's your illustration part.
0: Right? So it started with the barn then got to the farmhouse, but that was a good way. I thought to get to that inside out sort of dynamic uh, and, it's true.
1: How many months of a summer were, would you spend, like, living in the farmhouse?
0: It was only the senior summer, the summer before senior year, that I was living in the farmhouse for most with of the slanted, summer. your slanted floor. You know, slanted this, floor. this
1: office actually has a slight slant. It does have a slight slant. <laughs> so you could do <laughs> Maybe that, that explains a You're just like... <laughs> as you're writing uh, sermons, you were also like sitting at a slant. Uh-huh. <laughs> of course. Like
0: <laughs> every week. It's a slant.
1: Right now we're at a slant. That yep. might have to do with why you're so annoyed at my like mic mic positioning because like I'm incorporating slant and in you're like I, I don't know.
0: We're just building on a slanted foundation. You
1: and we're also like on like a 20-year-old IKEA desk which probably has its own slant issues.
0: Bury me in this Ikea desk. Take the wood, construct a <laughs> coffin. I love this desk so much.
1: High school senior, Jim. Particle
0: Pinewood living is great at for <laughs> desks.
1: Um, who, who else? You quoted Hebrews. You
0: had Hebrews, had Galatians 5, through the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Then also Ephesians four about Jesus's head. I think those were all the other references. I didn't pull not, any extra not stuff heavy. this mm-hmm. this week. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. You know, it keeps people I'm on their to toes. Look.
1: You um. You talked about screen addiction, podcast, and Netflix binges. What what's been your latest like screen binge? I haven't seen you watching anything well, recently. I have been
0: doing more, uh, more reading. What if the Disney Plus? That's not a binge. Yeah, I just like watch it occasionally.
1: Do you? uh, Yeah, you. Yeah, nothing, huh? Yeah. Podcast binge. What podcasts have you talked about? The other podcasts you listen to, or is that like?
0: It's just pretty much Philly sports. (sighs) So difficult.
1: (laughs) Have you ever branched out
0: outside of sports? I started reading a book about German Romantic philosophy and literature last night. (laughs) Nobody wants to talk to me about that.
1: I wish I could read. <laughs> I'll read this weekend when we're, we're on vacation.
0: Oh, okay. I, I will. We'll circle back to that. Um, i making a note in my super note.
1: I always read on vacation. When was the last time I didn't read on vacation besides this past Christmas break? Why are you so <laughs> defensive? <laughs> um, Tarso Pickens? Yeah.
0: A couple things. This was the first reference in 2024 to election season coming. Oh, yeah. So. I tu-
1: I wrote that down, but I I looked at it when we were podcasting. I was like, I don't feel like talking about this. Yeah.
0: Well, it's going to come up. Our, our son, Josiah, voted in the New Hampshire or primary. Voting today. Oh, today. Right, sorry. <laughs> is, is voting in the New Hampshire primary today. Yes, he is. But, and let's see. Speaking of slants, it was fun to reference, and I always... Make this reference when I'm talking about Slancer Tilts, the 1960s Batman TV show. Whenever they would film villains in the villain lair, the camera was on a tilt, so they, they were literally crooked in the camera. And then, Em, you, you love a good barn reference to the mandor. So. It's so dumb. Looking right up. <laughs> oh, it's incredibly dumb! But it sounds so good to say. I'll use the man door. Uh, that was a good anyway. M.A. sigh.
1: Any other notes for, notes for us before we pack up?
0: No, so Angel Garcia's, we are going to be on vacation next weekend. Angel Garcia's going to be back preaching again. I'm excited about Angel getting into the preaching flow like he yeah. is. and. I, I, well, maybe I spoke too soon about, hey, this is Colossians two sixteen to 19, all of the specifics and do's and don'ts. There's going to be a little, Paul is continuing the same vein with the next few verses. That's what Angel is going to talk about. He and I were going back and forth a little bit as to whether to subdivide the two passages from this past Sunday to the coming one all into one larger text that I would tackle this past Sunday. But I ended up saying, Angel, there's enough good stuff here and enough variation between these two passages on one hand that, yeah, it's different enough that let's split it up and each take a pass. But then on the other hand, even if there's a lot of commonality, I think these things are really important to talk about. And so to hear my voice engaging with some of these things and also your voice, mm-hmm. don't worry about redundancy. This is at happy reinforcement that we're engaging in here between these two sermons. So sure. I won't be there live to hear Angel's sermon, but I'll be excited to go back and listen to it.
1: Okay. Good stuff. Thank How you. How was it?
0: That was amazing. Thanks so much for joining us. This has been the Post-Sunday Blues, or preaching post-mortem, a production of Liberty Collingswood. Go ahead, rate, review, and subscribe, and you can find all things Liberty Collingswood at libertycollingswood.org. No more Post-Sunday Blues. Here comes some pre-Sunday happy.